All right. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tech Speaks. I'm your host, Rish. And I'm Rohan. So it's crazy. We're getting to the end of the semester, and really one of my biggest things that I like to do around this time of year is just kind of reflect on the year. This year, honestly, it's had a lot of, like, ups, a lot of downs. Um, but one thing that I've always, like, really appreciated is each of my roommates. I've always loved having those late-night conversations with them. No, yeah, 100%. I don't really have that close relationship with my roommate, but with my friends, it's definitely that case. We'll always, like, take a lot of late-night walks is what I'll say. So, like, we'll all be, like, in the library to, like, God knows when in the wee hours of the night, and then we'll all just be like, let's take a walk. And those walks have been some of the best times of the semester because I'm just talking about whatever with them. One weekend we talked about what the best animal to take in a fight, being blindfolded. So what was your animal? I said a spider. I think I could confidently beat a spider. Interesting. So you're turning yourself into like little Spider-Man action. Yeah. 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 it's, It's a very small, very small, but like, once you know where it is, you know where it is. Yeah, and honestly, like, those, like, late-night conversations are always, like, the best because those are, like, some of, like, the most, like, unfiltered ones where you're just being, like, your genuine self. Like, I know so many times where it's, like, me and my roommates that I've had, like, these have been my, like, some of my best friends since freshman year, and it'll be, like, we'll start off talking at, like, 11 o'clock or something, and then next thing we know, it's, like, 1.30, we're sitting on the floor, we're just talking about the randomest stuff, that's gone on on our days. But then at that point, it's also transitioned into like, just like, oh, like I remember, for example, we're just like trying to like spill tea. We're like, oh, this guy, he was in line today and he was t- uh, talking about like the randomest stuff. And we're like, who even talks about that? And we're just like going about it, going back what and were forth. they talking about? Yeah. So he was talking about this like random like movie that he saw. And it was, like, the randomest movie no one even heard of. And it's, like, the plot was the weirdest plot ever. And then all of a sudden, we're, like, he went from, like, talking about that to, like, if he turned into, like, the weirdest cyclops. Right now, we're all just here trying to get, like, our Panda Express at the student center. And he's bringing up this random thing. And it's just, we, and from there, we just kind of started, like, unraveling just random stories from there. Yeah, it's, it's always like that. Like, you'll start on, like, the most random topics. Like, fighting an animal blindfolded. And then you'll talk about, like, simultaneously the most deep things in your life. Like, our greatest fears or, like, what our biggest worries are post-grad. Yeah, like, I remember there's, um, like, me and some of my friends. At that time, we were kind of, like, undecided about, like, when all uh, we'd be graduating. Some of us were potentially going to graduate early. And we were kind of talking about, like, me and my friends. Then we were at, like, 1 a.m. We were just sitting down. We were just talking about, like, how... That's coming, like, really soon. We were kind of, like, worried about it. Like, oh, everyone's going to be moving on and, like, all that. But then uh, we were all kind of like, nah, we're all furred. We're all going to graduate together. We're going to change our plans. And we're just going to all graduate together. And we all kind of, like, changed our, like, schedules around to make it so that now we're all going to be graduating together. That's fun. Like, I know with my friend group, everyone's graduating, like, within a semester, like, difference with each other, which is something that, like, concerns me specifically because, like, I know I'm going to be the one that's going to graduate after everyone, which is not going to be fun, but, like, eh. I but, mean, I mean like, like, right now, like, we're at the point where, like, because of, like, the things that we're involved in, things that, like, the way we meet upperclassmen, how, like, our classes are arranged, that, like, even if we're, like, graduating at different times than, like, our best friend, we still have, like, so many other friends that we've met and that we're together with that, like, we're still, that it's, like, never, like, we're never, like, alone. We're always all in this together. Yeah, and, like, speaking of, like, those close friendships that we had, we've had so many moments of those. 
um, with our close friends. Like, for example, like one of my absolute favorite moments from this past year um, happened um, when uh, me and like all my friends, we had like Friendsgiving mm-hmm. together. And we, that's like the end of the semester when we're all having like our crunch times. Um, and we're all at those points, um, especially as juniors, where we're like juggling like our classes um, and we're also juggling like interviews. So I remember um, end of semester, uh, me and all my friends, we like put together a Friendsgiving. We were all like really busy, but we all cooked up a lot of really, really great and exciting things. Like I remember I had um, like an inter- a couple interviews the following week that I was really getting ready for. Um, and, and it was like, I had a, lots of projects. We all brought out all of our foods that we made. So I made cinnamon rolls. Um, that's kind of been like my Friendsgiving staple. Every year that we've had Friendsgiving, I've always brought out uh, spring rolls, uh, not spring rolls, but cinnamon rolls that I've made. And um, some of my friends were all like really, really great cooks. So one of my friends, he loves making these extravagant dishes. So he made like an extravagant turkey. But one of my favorite dishes that I had there was like one of my friends, he's really good with making these garlic parmesan potatoes. Those were my absolute favorite. And then also one of my friends, he like was like, Rich, you gotta try some ginger beer. He's like, um ginger beer. And so I got in, um was like, sure, let's give this a try. And then really great. Ginger loved beer it. is probably the greatest like drink discovery I had this year. When I found out that ginger beer exists and I tried that and I realized just like it's light. It's not like other like carbonated beverages where it like messes with your tongue or has like a weird aftertaste. But it's also like, it's like also like kind of healthy for you. Like yeah. obviously don't drink a lot of it, but yeah. it's like good for you. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like always in my fridge now. Like no matter what, I'm always at Publix getting a refill of ginger beer. Yeah. And I mean like with friends, um, oftentimes like our friends are, are the ones who like really introduce us to like a wide variety of music. And that's definitely been the case with me with like always listening to uh, different types of music with my friends. They've definitely influenced my absolute favorite artist of this year. Yeah, for sure. Like if it wasn't for one of my closest friends from back home, I would not have been introduced to Kid Cudi, Amine, J. Cole. Like these are all rappers and artists that I've really gotten to love over this year. And if it wasn't for my friends, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Was it just that like you thought that music is like cool to listen to or have you felt like a special connection to it? Um, so with a lot of these artists, um, I do, out of all of them, I feel a really big connection with Kid Cudi in the sense that his music just like hits you in like a way that no one else's music hits you. In my opinion, like he's very real with how he says things and describes things both within his music and outside of it. And that really connected with me because I feel like I'm a very real person. I'm going to tell you how it is. And so knowing that there's an artist that's like that too was really comforting to me and being able to like it also be an artist that I really enjoyed his music was another plus. Yeah. And like, so when you said like uh, it took you like kind of like it had like an emotional connection to you and it really brought out such a great meaning to you and like how um, it's like always keeping you real. And I felt like that's one of the reasons why I've connected so much over this past year with Quinn 92. And I've always felt that anytime, like, all these things that I'm going through in my life, whether it's at times if I ever feel like I'm moving in, like, autopilot or I'm going in, like, a series of highs and lows, like, these are all things that, like, I can connect to but feel really real for me with Quinn92. And that's why this um, past fall when he came here as, like, our homecoming concert performer, that was something that was, like, a really, really special experience for me is getting to see him, like, my friends, like, really got me listening to, like, all of his music, and I had become, that was, like, when I had just started becoming, like, a really big Quinn92 fan, and he came, 
And I was super excited that he came and he sang like all of like my favorite songs that got me to become such a big fan of him. For sure, for sure. Do you want to talk more about the concert itself, your experience? Yeah, like, for what sure. Songs? Um, so I know that one of the songs that I like really connected to was um, Common um, with like so many people coming. That was one of his like newest songs that he had released around then. And it's talking about like how there's so many people in our lives that we um, have such common things with. And how I've kind of like recently felt that like over this past year, I've gotten to meet so many people that I share so much in common with. And it's not just been like at a surface level, but at a deep like personal level that I've been able to relate to. Um, so that was like a really special experience. And it's kind of like one of those things that like, especially we've been talking about in one of my classes is that whether it's sport or whether it's in a concert experience, it's that time that we get to like embrace the chaotic part of our lives and just let loose. Kind of just like forget about all those things, but just be our true selves that we are. And at times in uh, tech, we can be a little bit like uptight and kind of become like a really like narrow mind or tunnel vision and like narrow minded. But at times when we're at these types of events, we can kind of just let loose again and just hang out with the boys, hang out with the friends. Um, like I remember like there were a couple of times when like I was really getting into it, even like crowd surfed a couple of times. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, like I've never crowd surfed before, so I'm sure that was a great experience. I'm not sure how other people felt about it. But yeah, like, I mean, like that's the thing about like crowd surfing and like these types of environments is as long as you're having fun and you're not harming anyone else in this, that's really what matters is just making sure that you're enjoying yourself you're enjoy being present in the moment and enjoying the overall experience and making sure that everyone around you is also like remaining safe and like remaining calm and composed and like you're not hurting anyone else. Yeah, for sure, for sure. On the topic of trying new things, I got another really important thing that, and I guess good thing that happened to me this year was I got introduced to volleyball. Before coming to Tech, I never really like cared for the sport. Like I knew what it was, but I didn't know next to nothing about it. And one of yeah, one so of, you came to the right place for that because yeah. honestly, like I think without a doubt, our best um sports team that we have on our campus is our volleyball team, and the experience that you get at um O'Keefe Stadium is like no other. Like I went to um my very first volleyball game during that same weekend actually that I went to the Quinn concert with. I went with one of my friends to um the volleyball game, and one of the things that we were talking about which I actually was talking today with um, one of the, our volleyball uh, team's best players, Bianca Bertolino. I was talking to her about this today, is that as busy as we are with tech students, sometimes we can uh, get caught up is how long can these games go? But that's, that's the special thing about our team. We're, re like our, we're so good that we try and get uh, things knocked out. We, uh, most of our games, straight sets, quick game, one and a half hours max. Yeah, for sure. That's a, I mean, we're that good, you know? Like, we don't need to worry about any like extra sets we don't need to worry about overtime any of that we're just that good of a team i know when i went to the game that weekend against boston college i went with a friend who was the person oh, that was also the same game that i had gone to yeah, yeah yeah that game was really fun um before that i've been to a few games before that being a byu game the louisville game all of that um it was definitely like fun though because that was like probably the most electric outside maybe that byu game that o'keefe has been in yeah, and, like, opinion. that's what makes, like, volleyball games so special is, like, every sport kind of has, like, that unique atmosphere that we associated with it. Like, whether it's football, then we kind of have, like, that rowdy atmosphere. But with yeah. volleyball, we have, like, that kind of, that experience where it's, like, you scream, like, the point tech. That, like, just that overall, like, fun um, atmosphere that we have. 
And a lot of sports, though, like we can have like that tension that you can feel. And with football, with that, that rowdy nature, um, one of the games that I had gone to, absolutely like the best game that I've gone to so far as a tech student was that Duke game. Oh you my could God. feel that the Duke absolute game. tension in the crowd every step of the game. And like that game was such a turning point, not only like for us as a um, in that game, but just the overall football program as a whole. With like everything that we've gone through over the past couple of years under um, Jeff Collins' tenure, because I remember freshman year we had like, tough loss that we had in um, against Clemson, and especially for me, like that was my first experience as a um, tech student was like that Clemson loss that we had, and it's always kind of continuously been those lows, whether it's been that game or this past year in the really hot weather being out and just seeing that performance from our team like, um, against Ole Miss. That Ole where, Miss game was one of the first times I had ever walked out of a sporting event early because of how disappointed I was. Like, I was watching that game, and I was like, I'm just sitting here wasting my time. Like, there yeah, was nothing fun about it. They're like, none of the play- like the players just didn't have that motivation. Um, they didn't look like they were playing for, like, a special cause. They just didn't have that fire in them. They didn't have that dog in them. Yeah, and that's what made that homecoming game so special is that because of how much of a different um, approach that we had during that game against Duke was such a, like, like I could not miss a single snap for that entire game because of how fun, how much fun I was having. Like, that was the greatest environment I was. I was constantly awake, and I was constantly just looking at the field for anything. Yeah, like, I remember I could feel, like, the tension, like, every drive, especially in that fourth quarter. You could feel the tension in the stadium. And I remember, though, like, nothing will beat um, that feeling when, like, Duke missed that field goal. And you see that all the players, they could have just been, like, rushed to the center field but they all rushed to the student section and they all started jumping in, started diving in. Um, I remember, because um, me and my friends, we always try to get to the games pretty early and we're all like in the front row. So we were in the front row of the student section and I remember, I think it was Dylan Leonard who jumped up and he um, got into like the stadium with uh, on the student section with us and he even like pulled out his like phone and started like Instagram living with us. And then like Coach Key towards the end after like all the players had like uh, just got off the field, he came over and he like screamed and like was just super excited it kind of showed that like what type of coach he was and that overall tone center that that would have and he was showing about like he's a player or players coach that we're all playing for the fans and for the student body yeah for sure that definitely like that game gave me so much um like if i wasn't supportive of brent key beforehand that game changed that for me like everyone i knew instantly became a brent key fan that day because of how energetic that game was and how good that win was. Yeah, and I have been to so and like once again, like I've been to so many games, but that feeling that I had at that game, I will never forget that in my life. And the all like the everything that was associated with that game and just like the way that everyone constantly like the um, players played in that game, everyone played such a great all-round game and played so like motivated for, uh, to play for one another and play for the school that they're representing. And I also remember like one of my um like in that whole like celebration thing because um a sporting game isn't just about the in-game experience but also the celebration that we have with that. And I still remember um all the things associated with that and like some of my friends they even got like gloves from the players. Yeah, like, that whole, like, environment was, like, some of the greatest stuff that I've seen. Like, 
I've been to other football games before in high school at professional games, and nothing will ever beat that game for me. Yeah, and so for me, I felt like that week, and that was such a great like cap off to that weekend because everything with that weekend was so memorable that I still consider that to be one of my favorite weekends of the entire year because of like all the different like homecoming festivities that were associated with it. So I remember like earlier that day, um, so I've been a part of the GT solo racing team um, now for about four semesters and that club has meant a lot to me. We were kind of, we're at the point where we're transitioning from our previous vehicle, um, SR3 to our current vehicle, SR4. And so we were having like our special um, retirement party that we had had um, for all the work that had um, gone on for SR3 and all the different races that it had gone on. So that was a really great experience that I got to have with um, the rest of my current team as well as some of the past uh, members who were part of this team. But um, in preparation for that, we had um, a couple like different processes with that. So I remember early that morning, there was the big like rec parade where a lot of um, teams, especially within the student competition center or the SEC, they brought each of their cars. A lot of the Greek life brought made like different floats for the parade. And it was a really great excuse. One of the jokes that we've had as our team um, has been. So with solar panels, you can't really be like touching those. Uh, But at the rec parade, Buzz came around and he was just like hitting those all around um, and just trying to get at that point. He was excited, but that's one of those things where you can't really be touching those solar panels. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a very finicky thing. I know for me, like you mentioned solar racing being such like a big part of like your past four semesters. And for me, I definitely feel the same way about my research in the low gravity lab here at Tech. Shout out Dr. Calvo. Greatest professor I've I've ever interacted with here at Tech. I love that man. But yeah, like I've been able to like be exposed to like such a new environment. Research is something that I've never been able to do before in this capacity. And being able to come to Tech and immediately get engaged with that is such a big blessing and was probably one of the greatest like wins of my year was being able to work with him, work with other undergrad students and grad students and just be able to like build really cool stuff like right now we're working on a rocket to test out fuel sloshing stuff oh wow and i mean like that's that's like a really cool thing that like you get to be a part of whether it's like through different clubs that you're part of or through like your research is getting to like work on like actually building a product and then getting to follow through with that entire process and then towards the end you can be like wow look I this is something that I made with my team like we were able to accomplish this yeah like you're definitely able to appreciate the process and like everything that comes with that process you're able to take and like use in future projects and endeavors and you'll also have like that reward of like accomplishing something to like help drive you to do something even bigger and even better definitely yeah like I like I was saying um one of the clubs that has met so much to me over these past two years and four semesters has been the GT solo racing team because of all the great work that I've gotten to do there. Um, it's been a really, really satisfying experience. And it's been one of those like point to a single moment throughout these four years and not uh, be able to connect that with um, my times that I've had there. So there's so many things that I've remembered, whether it's sitting down, having the uh, late night times, um, going through those brainstorming sessions, um, problem solving sessions, how we want to go about developing our strategy for our race, how we want to optimize for certain aspects and those struggles that we go through and those disagreements that we go through. But eventually then we, those lead to like a greater, broader picture and us solving that new solution and us growing as leaders. And as much as like, we've gotten to like have these like hands-on experiences and work through each of these 
We've also created so many great bonds through this time. And whether that's going back to that homecoming weekend where we had our retirement party for our vehicle, I remember the night before um, I got together with a couple of my uh, teammates and we were just like baking brownies. We were baking like Rice Krispies in the shape of our solar car. It's like 1 a.m. that night. And that's, that's still like one of my favorite experiences with like our mock races that we've had for our team. We'll stay up like till like 6 a.m. or we'll stay up till like 2 a.m. We're just like working on things, but doing things in a lighthearted, fun manner where we're growing, but we're also having fun along this journey. Yeah. And like, I know we talked a lot about our, our like, greatest moments this year and like all the good things we're really grateful for but the like sad part about all of this stuff at least that I've noticed this year is that like no matter what I learn with the research or with my classes or other projects that I take on it's never like something that I can like show to companies and people that are and like recruiters and all of that and be like this is what I can do is there something that I can do within your organization or your company and then for them to consistently be like I don't really know like I don't know what like experiences you have are great but like it's not what we need and just like constantly being told like it's great but it's not what we need throughout like the whole like recruiting process has just been something that has like been a perpetual like worst moment for me this entire year yeah and i think that's kind of been one of those like parts of this year is the challenges that have been faced with the job market is um we're always there's so many things that have been like changing and like this year has been so fluid um, that there have been many times where a company might be a little bit uncertain about what their thing, um, situation is like and what their next few years may be like. And at that point, it's not only has that built that uncertainty on their side, but it's also translated a bit of uncertainty on our side, whether we're looking for an internship opportunity or full-time entry-level opportunity, is that with so, that going back to that uncertainty is at times these companies are wondering about whether they have those resources to fully support that. And especially as a CS student, where we're always hearing so many different things about um, the tech industry having um, rescinding offers or having those tech layoffs, is I'm always hearing so many stories that my friends have mentioned, or whether it's that we're trying to navigate together is each of those like hurdles that are coming about with this ever changing like job market and everything going on with the struggles in the tech industry. Yeah, for sure. Like, I can't speak to the tech industry specifically because it's not a part of, like, what I'm looking to work in. But with the aerospace industry, it's such a niche industry in that there's not a lot of players compared to, say, tech or healthcare or finance. But, like, within those players, it's so clear that they want, like, the absolute best of the best candidates. And they only want them right before they graduate, which sucks for a lot of us underclassmen because we just don't know what more we can do, even if we're already doing, like, really cool stuff. Like, a lot of my friends are doing, like, really advanced research or building really cool rockets and uh, planes and gliders and all of that. But these companies are coming back and telling us, like, this is all great. You're doing stuff that we want to see in our interns, but you're just not, like, ready to hire immediately. And that's something that, like... For an internship, I don't really understand why these companies are saying that because it's like if you're hiring for an internship, then why are you saying you want to hire immediately afterwards? Like, what is it that you actually want? You know? Yeah, like it's one of those challenges we all face. Um, but I was having one of those like elevated conversations today um, with one of my friends and talking about like how we're go because of like all those other things that we've been doing in our life that even if it might not seem that we're at our pot of gold right away. It's that trust that we will be able to find our um, pot of gold along the way. 
And it has been hard with all those things at the job, like all those challenges surrounding the job market. But keep on going with all the other things and we will find that pot of gold. We continue to grow and continue to find which company is best for us and keeping that trust that this is all part of our journey in finding which is the best fit for us. Exactly. Like at the end of the day, if it wasn't meant to happen, it wasn't meant to happen. We can't do anything about that. And like, I guess that also just, I guess this whole like job market, like dilemma that we're both facing sort of speaks to how like the overall culture here is at tech. Like I know with a lot of the aerospace students that I interact with within my classes and within my lab, it's like a huge part of their personality that like I'm an aerospace engineering student. This is what I care about. And if for someone like me, where that's not something that I really put on the forefront in that I don't talk about it a lot outside of it coming up in conversations naturally. Like, it's really weird because, like, I don't know how to navigate, like, proving to people that, like, yeah, I care about these things. And I think it's not just one of those, uh, while everyone has those experiences within their major, I don't think it's one of those things where it's, like, specific to a major. I think it's just one of those things that's kind of, like, with uh, around our overall, like, tech culture is that we're also driven and we're also... Um, focused on on that next chapter and building this current chapter to best prepare us for that next chapter is that we're also focused on like everything surrounding our major that a lot of times we might lose sight of some of those other things but we're all so like focused on um, each of those different aspects with our careers with our majors and finding those opportunities um, to find that club that's going to give us that um, diverse background and give us those diverse experiences before we like jump into life after college. Yeah, for sure. Like I think a big blessing that we have with being in college is that we're afforded so a good amount of time to try out things that aren't necessarily up our alley or things that aren't going to help us with our career, but are going to help us become better people. Exactly. And like this is one of the special times in our life that um, as much as we're thinking that, oh, everything is real, real, real right now. We also do have a certain layer of like a pair. This is like our parachute time. We have like that parachute where we try something. It doesn't work. Okay, we can move on. It's not the end of the world. And we have that time and those cushions around us that even if we do fail in this time, that we can still keep on moving forward. We can keep building off of that. Yeah, for sure. Like it's definitely something that I've, no matter how I feel about like, the internship rejections now i know that like i can continuously build my like skills my portfolio and just make myself more marketable and that's all part of just like not only me focusing on just like things that are specific to my major my interests, but also focusing on like what are my interests overall what are some things that are not related to like my job that i could spend time on to help me become a better person overall yeah and i mean like this is that time where whether it's a combination of classes or clubs that this is our time to use um, however many years that we have in college, whether it's two, three, four, five, six, to really use those that time, explore as many things as we can, and really be able to like walk away. Um, one of my favorite song lyrics is from One Republic, and it's, um, I owned every second that this world could give. So basically just making sure that in these time that we have, that we're not leaving any stone unturned and we're checking out as many opportunities as we can and choosing to grow in both our major and as people in this time. Yeah, for sure. Like, I definitely can see, like, even with, like, the classes that I absolutely despise, like, I guess, like, one of the worst classes that I had this semester 
was um, statics. I don't understand what's going on in that class. We have about three weeks, I guess, to the final. I still don't know what's going on in that class, but, you know, like, you just have to persevere and get past that. Yeah, for sure. Like, I've had this semester, or over this past year, I've taken a lot of classes that have both been some of my favorites and on the other side have been definitely, for to put it, to sugarcoat it, my least favorite. I have, not, like, I've had those experiences where it's, like, a really tough class and then I'm trying to see, like, how is this class really related to, like, all the other stuff that I'm doing. For example, I took Applied Combinatorics in the fall and it was really one of those classes which definitely pushed me um, and definitely challenged me in new ways and at times maybe like really question like how it's connected with all the other parts that go on with my major um because when i look at like my uh, some of the other classes i took that semester i was taking for example design and analysis of algorithms which i clearly understood like the applications of how that connects to my major and some of the problems that i'd be able to solve within my major through that class and i didn't really see like that say um taking that class and combinatorics in the same class um semester I was kind of juggling the two and trying to see like how both of them connect to my major because they're both like required classes that I had to take. But that's what our major is all about is we have those classes which are our absolute favorites. Like this semester I'm taking Intro to Artificial Intelligence. Absolutely um, love that class and the content that's in that class and the different projects we get to work on. And that's definitely a field that I'm going like really excited to be a part of after college. Um, and that's one of the things I directly see. But as much as we get those types of classes, we also get those types of classes that aren't as exciting, that uh, don't give us that same adrenaline rush um, and taking those classes like combinatorics. My research is probably the closest thing that I can think about where it's like, yeah, I'm doing stuff that is actually what I want to work on post-grad or in grad school or whatnot. But like, you know, you have to like, I want to work, for context, I want to work on, like, spacecraft design and satellite design and, like, working in low-gravity scenarios. And statics doesn't really work with that. It's more focused on, like, how does various structural systems work and, like, how do you keep them under loads and all of that, which to me is just, like, it, it goes in one ear and it goes out the other ear, for a lack of a better term. And I just cannot wrap my head around it. And that frustrates me a lot because it's, like, if I can't understand, like, physics and, like, how can I do, like, really advanced, like, spacecraft design? But then I, like, think about it more, and I realize, like, yeah, it's just one class. Like, I'm not going to have these things defined by that one class. Yeah, so we've kind of talked, dived into lots of, like, different parts of, like, our academic year. But um, to, like, really dive into some of those, like, specifics about, like, Atlanta landscape as a whole and kind of, like, some of the our internal, like, GT experiences, let's kick it off to Anush and see, like, what he got to, like, ask us about. Okay. Cool. So first question, uh, this relates back to the best and worst, which will be found in the cover of our paper, which is out Friday. Ooh, exciting, exciting. What are the best and worst spots to study on campus? Ooh, for me, um, because of uh, this year I've lived on West Campus and I haven't really wanted to like go as much to... Uh, trek all the way over to like the library but I still want to get that like library feel um, so I'll go to, like my absolute favorite building on campus which is the Candida building and get like that calm um, nature uh, of energy and like atmosphere that they have there but then like when the weather's nice and they have everything open 
Love studying there. It's so nice. Got a nice breeze going with the doors all open. Love it there. Uh, I'd have to say Scheller. So I live on East, so that's a part of campus that I can easily access. I just like the environment around Tech Square a lot, and Scheller has a lot of spots both inside and outside that you can get like locked in and just focus on school, but also not feel totally isolated that I feel sometimes with like the quiet floors on the library, for example. Yeah, like that's a like the Scheller is like a really nice building, um, really nice area to like study. I haven't been there like too often, but it does have a lot of like nice like little areas to study there. And then I guess like worst place on campus to study i definitely say it's a lot of those like major specific buildings like for arrow it's like interesting i've always kind of felt that like the major specific ones are kind of like a nice area where it's not like overly crowded by like every single major on campus but it's still like um gets to give you a little bit um of like your own time and like things that you kind of need specifically to like your major, like for example, um, sometimes I might have like I need like a couple like gadgets to work with, like for a project, and like I can you know always go to like Klaus or the um the COC building, and they've always got it covered there. Yeah, like I totally get that. Like there would be times where it's like I gotta go to the Arrow Makerspace or something to print out a project or build something, but like I really don't like the vibe of the buildings there. I don't know, something just feels off every time I go into them. It doesn't really conduct itself to like ideal studying just because it's so quiet and it's so mundane interesting i know like for me i've definitely felt like over the year or like especially since like sophomore year and junior year my least favorite place to study has been like price gilbert or the Kulk because i always spend like half an hour just trying to like find a place to study i don't i i don't understand that well Can i guess please that, explain, Rich? hear me out though that might just be like a freshman thing because, like, I remember as a freshman, me and my friends, we would always love going to the cult, going to the um, library. But as we've, like, gotten, like, older, we've gotten to explore those, like, other parts of campus and find which ones are, like, our favorite spots. At that point, it's, like, everyone who's there are all, like, our classmates that are in our cohort. I don't think that's necessarily the case with the cult. I think, like, for me personally, like, yeah, I do know that a lot of freshmen go there like myself, but I also see a lot of juniors, I see a lot of seniors, I see a lot of sophomores there. So it's not like you go there and it's only freshmen. Like I can definitely tell you that every time I've been to the Coke or Price Gilbert or Crossland, there's always someone who's not a freshman near me. I guess it's also just like the people that you surround yourself with. Every time that I've been there, um, I've always like, every time I'm at like the Candida building, like all my like friends that are around me, whether they're like um, working with me or where there's just like other people that like, I know from my classes and same with what if I ever go like the love building or like the MRDC there's always just like other people that like I know of and like that I'm like kind of friends with and it's just like we get like our own special time there yeah I can definitely see that I I definitely agree with Rish the cocaine in it I, I can't do it anymore it's too loud right I'm there to TA and then I'm out of there I do not stay for any longer than I have to. That being said, I think my favorite spot on campus would be anywhere in the BioQuad. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. Like literally, the vibes are off the chart. The right? vibes are just too cute. Exactly. Right, the Mosey building? Oh, my favorite spot on campus. Haven't been there too many times, but I do really enjoy the Mosey. Yeah, it's an all glass building. Oh my god, right. I'll avoid the dead bird. I feel sorry, right. I apologize, but oh my god, that building is too nice. But anyways, diving into the next question. Best and worst food spots on campus. Ooh. We're hungry. We I know. 
have a lot of serious thoughts on this one. Actually, actually, before we jump into it, both on and off campus. Ooh, I guess then on campus, I'd have to say I am someone who really has enjoyed Twisted Taco this year. Twisted um, Taco. And they're my, like, depending on how hungry I am that day. Go to order. See, that that's what it is. Depending on my hunger level. If I'm, like, super hungry that day, then it's chicken quesadilla. But um, because the quantity that they give on that is crazy. No, but like yeah. other times, I'm, if I'm just like feeling like regular hungry, then I might just go with like a typical like burrito bowl, get like whatever I want when they're like rice, chicken, and some vegetables. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I want them to bring back the $2 tacos. You never saw them. You never saw them, Rohan. But oh my God, they were amazing. See, now they have like, they've used with like, they're like, oh, with inflation on Taco Tuesdays, we'll give it like $3 tacos. No, yeah, I heard about this because um, so one of the one of my upperclassmen friends was telling me like, yeah, like two dollar tacos were the thing, and now it's like, dang, I'm spending eleven dollars for a ta- for three like kind of tiny tacos. That seems like a lot, but I definitely agree with you, Rich. That chicken quesadilla, no matter when I'm whenever I'm there, that is the go to order. It is quite possibly the greatest piece of food I've ever had on Georgia Tech camp. Worst, I mean, like. If we're being, like, I don't think me and Rich will disagree about this. It's definitely got to be the dining halls on campus. Yeah, for sure. Because being on West, I've um, had my fair share of experiences this year with, like, um, the Willows Dining Hall. But for a slightly different reason, um, which I don't even know if I'd count this as the worst experience. Um, I'd say that food-wise, it's one of my absolute favorite foods is um, the Marrakesh Express. But the lines has been one of the worst experience on campus because there have been so many times where I'm like all set, ready to go, get Marrakesh, and then I see that the line is going all the way back to the rec garage. Yeah, for sure. Like, I love Marrakesh too, but, like, I have a class that ends right when that line goes all the way to the rec garage. So every time I want Marrakesh, it's like, do I sacrifice like 30 minutes of my time just waiting in this line when I could go- when I could like go to Twisted and get that chicken quesadilla, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean that's the nice thing is like with all those things being like right on like central campus, it's that you have those multiple options. Yeah, for sure. Like no matter what, like if I'm in that area, I'll find something to eat. And that's like this year with um the student center coming back. Um, this has been my first year with the student center being there. It wasn't their freshman year or sophomore year for me um, as they were like renovating it. But since it is there now, it's been such a convenient location right there in the middle of uh, central campus um, with so many different offerings. And um, there's always uh, some place with like where the line's not too big, not too small, that you can get your food just right. The Goldilocks of lines, if you will. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I guess like moving on to off campus. What's your favorite spot off campus, Rish? Ooh, this is an interesting one for me because um, I have really grown on, I've got like multiple angles with this. So I have, like one of my favorite restaurants has definitely been like Piju Belly over in like West Midtown. Went there for a few of my friend's birthdays and just really, it was like really good, like Asian food there. Really loved it and like all the food there. And then kind of another thing that has really honestly defined my year has been um, boba, uh, has been boba. Um, whether it's me going out with like uh, my roommates and just us grabbing boba together on a Friday night, or whether it's from like Ding Tea, which is right by our apartment, 
or whether it's um, me and one of my friends going to like Honey Bubble. Um, actually, even like this um, past year on my birthday, um, my roommates and I, we went to Honey Bubble and we grabbed, um, I remember that night, I think it was a pistachio milk tea, which really loved that. Even one of my favorite me- other memories with um, this past year has been from Honey Bubble, where me and one of my friends, we like went along like the belt line together with like really great weather. And we were just like able to have um, like Honey Bubble together. And that was really, but there's so many memories now that I have like associated with um, boba and there's so many great places around campus that I've had great boba whether it's sweet hut ding tea honey bubble um, They've yeah. got such like wide variety. Yeah, for flavors. sure Like I definitely relate to the boba thing not because boba is definitely a drink that I personally enjoy like I'll drink boba But it's not like I'm prioritizing boba if that's like the choices I'm given for me It's coffee like and when I when I'm saying coffee, I mean like iced coffee and like like Momo Cafe is probably my favorite place to get coffee. Interesting. Nearby I don't think I've Compa ever been to campus. that one. It's like it's in Midtown. It's like right off that Fifth Street Bridge. If you take a left and then you walk a little bit by U House, it's near there. Oh, gotcha. Is it like the one next to like Halal Guys? Like the yeah, Momo it's like right place? next to Halal Guys, and it's like it's expensive. Don't get me wrong. Like eight dollars for like a brown sugar caramel latte with oat milk. That's crazy to me. Obviously, that orders I'm out, Phil, so it checks out why it's that much. But, like, that, if when I told you that was the greatest iced latte I had in my entire life, oh, my God, that latte, 100% would go and pay 8 bucks for it again. And I have. Okay, I, I definitely need to step into this. I am a coffee fiend. I love coffee, right? Uh, but the problem is I'm from the East Coast, like, Northeast, right, which arguably has the best coffee, right? I, I don't want to hear any, any retorts to that. Right, we have the best trash coffee, right? Tim, Tim Hortons, Hortons, Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, oh my God, God. I don't want to hear anything. So an $8 coffee, forget about it. Forget about it. It means that it's not a good coffee oh, in my no- mind. Oh, the nostalgia that I have with Tim Hortons. <laughs> right, like, yeah, like, yeah, like with, with, for me, it's Dunkin'. My high school had a Dunkin' right next to it. That was my spot for three years. I owned that Dunkin' by the end of my senior year. And when I found out that there is not a Dunkin' close-ish to campus, that word, that like realization of finding out that yes, there is a Dunkin', but one, they're so understaffed that they are not open during regular hours of the day. And two, it is like three blocks from Scheller was genuinely awful. For me, like the high school, that high school story that you mentioned of like how close it was to your high school and how that was such a big part of your experience. That entire story is the same with me, but replace Duncan with Tim Hortons, and that's what made my high school my. Bro, you're from Ohio. All right, okay. Me, <laughs> but see, with me, since like um, we had like Wendy's was like headquarters, like right by my house, and at that time, like Wendy's had just recently acquired Tim Hortons, so we have tons and tons of Tim Hortons right around um, my house. I'm happy that you got on the Tim's train, but I got Tim's from the motherland. Okay. <laughs> I went to high school in Toronto. Oh my god. On my drive to school, Tim's. On my drive back, Tim's. Simple as that. Right? That's uh, but, but just yeah. like how my time was. I I mean, just to put you on, right? Bubble tea is fire. I understand. Coffee is better. Viet coffee. Trust me. Amazing. I've had the thing is, is I've the thing is I've had via coffee and oh my lord I need to figure out how they make this stuff because that is all I'm living off next year. Okay, I'll tell you. 
I make Viet coffee at home, right? Rish knows this. I have condensed milk in the fridge. That is the secret. The whole idea, make your regular iced coffee, right? A spoonful of condensed milk, just mix that in. That's all you need. It's literally the simplest, but so fire, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. And speaking of like that similar vein, we've kind of been like talking about like how a lot of these places have like, like the vibes have like made it so special for us. And for me, one of the places in Midtown that I've kind of felt like, not necessarily like for the food, but for the overall vibes and like the memories that I have associated with it, I would definitely say like one of the places that I went to the most this past year was Taco Mac. And especially because like, like one of my friends, he was on the hockey team and the rest of like my friends, we'd all like go out to his hockey games and we kind of turned it into a tradition that like after his hockey games, we'd all go to like Taco Mac um, at like midnight and then we'd like spend the next like couple hours there. Um, just like I'm enjoying sorry. our time there. Taco Mac? Not Taco Bell? Right, Quite literally the greatest establishment in this country? But see, that's like comparing apples to oranges. Because, like, with Taco Mac, it's, like, your typical, like, it, while it has taco in the name, it's not just all about tacos. It's all about, like, your overall, like, whether it's, um, like, your wings, your, um, onion, like, all your apps with, like, the onion rings and all that. Um, where it's not, like, as specific as, like, with Taco Bell, you just got, like, your fast food, like, burritos, tacos, all that stuff. I mean, yeah, I'll give you that. But, like, if you're talking, like, if we ignore the variety that Taco Mac has... And I'll give them that. They got variety. When I tell you, when you bite into a Doritos Locos taco at midnight, you have no other food options. You go to that Taco Bell in Midtown. You get that Doritos Locos tacos. You get that Baja Blast. When I tell you that is nectar from the gods, that is nectar from the gods. But then there's one big question with that. Are the vibes just too cute? Because at Taco Mac, the vibes are just too cute. And especially like just being there with the boys after a hockey game at like 1 a.m., when everyone's like super tired, everyone's kind of just like, you know, letting loose. Nothing beats that. The atmosphere, unreal. You watch like a like a game that started in Pacific time. So whether it was like the Oregon Ducks playing a, a Friday night game or the Lakers playing a Friday night game, watching that while just having some wings, having some um, like um, raps and stuff like that. Nothing beats that. I mean, I can't, I mean, this Taco Bell doesn't have any games playing on in the background, but the vibes are there because you're always there with your friends. No one is going to Taco Bell at midnight without someone there, right? Like, you're going with the friend, you're going with the boys, and you're going there to get your food, eat it as fast as possible, go home and sleep. See, that's the thing, fast as possible. Here, we're trying to, uh, like, I agree, really great, but at the end of the day here, like, you're sitting down enjoying, and for all you know, your friend might get their wings at 2 a.m. in the morning, and you're just rolling with that. But I agree. They, they both have their own special, unique parts to them. That's for sure. Yeah. And worst places off campus to eat? Ooh, for me, I had, I tried this um, Lucky Buddha once and was not a fan of it. And I had a pretty, like, generic dish. Like, I had, like, Kung Pao chicken there, but just was not a fan of it. Yeah, like, I definitely have to agree. Lucky Buddha is probably, to put it mildly, one of my least favorite spots off campus to eat. I had general shows there. And when I tell you I've never seen someone make a general sauce that bad, oh my god. And I mean, like, people have those things where sometimes, like, a place, like, you can't, maybe you just got the wrong item. But you gotta judge, like, a lot of places by, like, the common items. And these are pretty, like, generic common items that you associate with, like, um, Asian restaurants. And we've both kind of had, like, our bad experiences with it. And I think 
we can firmly say that while people say give something a second chance, I think we're kind of both yeah. in the same boat here. I don't, I don't think be I'll ever be soon. going back to Lucky Buddha, unfortunately. Yeah. No second chances for Which me. Which is kind of sad, because it was in a really convenient location for me. Like, it was literally, like, one traffic light away from me. I mean, like, it was a hike for me just because I lived on East, so I door-dashed it. Maybe it was that, but, like, it was Yikes. just not It was just not worth the money. I, I think for me, like, probably the best place on campus for vibes would be Rockies. Thursday Ooh, trivia? Thursday trivia. Oh my god. Like I've that. had so many times just doing Thursday trivia night with some of my friends. Really great. It's just like a fun atmosphere. Yeah. Like by no means am I good at trivia. I, I absolutely hate trivia, right? It feels like I'm just in a test, right? I, I don't know what it is. It's like PTSD. I, I'm in class. I'm stressing about a test. But the thing is, it's like just the vibes are amazing, right? And it's like, oh, like that like tension that everyone has once like the question is announced. And we're like, oh, we're going to get this one, right? Let's see. Can we get this right? We're like fully confident in an answer and then it'll just be wrong. But we just did it together. And like we're just here for the vibes, the atmosphere, and that overall experience. And like years down the line, we're all going to remember those times like at Rocky Mountain Trivia. And I've done trivia at like other restaurants, but I think Rocky Mountain just has like something to it. I think it's like the large influx of Georgia Tech students. Like all of us are just sweaty at at it, right? Like oh, for we sure. want to dominate trivia. It's kind of like an ego thing, right? It really is like an ego thing. We're like, okay, I have I'm I'm good at trivia. I have to do well in this. And so many times my friends and I were like, oh, I know this. This is my category. I'm going to get this right. And like you just don't. And then it's right? like but- <laughs> all of a sudden the pressure's on you and you just get it wrong. And yeah. I've gone so many times with my friends. I don't think we've like placed too well at any time, but we've always had a great time. That's yeah, what matters. I, I think one time we came in the top 10. That is true. And, we, and, we were real close. And that was honestly like a highlight. Regardless of the fact that we're literally spilling out of our booths because we're squishing in like 10 people into like seating for four, right? But I, I don't know. I think that's best spot. Uh, worst spot, that's a little difficult. Ugh. It might have to be... Insomnia. Really? That that one is personal. That one's a little personal. I, I because love I'm an extremely big fan of insomnia cookies. And whether it's their mint chocolate cookies or their seasonal, like this time, like last time I went, they had the like seasonal like double espresso ones. Those were so good. And I'm always down for a good insomnia cookie. I'm not saying insomnia is bad. I, I love cookies. I bro, call me the cookie monster. Like it's fire, right? The problem is I'm not trying to stand in line. <laughs> That is right. True. Like, yeah, I understand conveniency, but like going there, entering the line, or like the online site barely ever works. That's right. I, I think the big thing is like I have such a high perception in my mind, and they constantly strive to fail me every single time. Right. It's like, bro, I just want the pumpkin spice cookie. And you're telling me you've been out of it for the whole month of October? Like every time that I've been like, oh, it's like a good insomnia night. It'll be like 12.30 and there'll just be like a really long line. And then it's like, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Yeah, if there's something that'll ever like dissuade me from insomnia, it's that line. And it's also the fact that like those cookies cost a pretty penny sometimes. I feel know? like the cookies are worth it though. They're they're worth it. I agree with you. Uh, cost a pretty penny, but I think... When it gets that late at night sometimes, I'm down to splurge, right? It's like, yeah, you only live once, right? Yeah, you're with the boys, right? Yeah, it's been like three months since I've had insomnia. Sure, sure. uh, I'll fold and I'll get two cookies. But then I go downstairs and see the line and then I snap back to my sense and realize I'm not standing for 55 minutes 
to pick up two cookies. All right. Well, that's been a great recap and rundown of the year. Um, pretty eventful year that we've both had. Um, lots of highs. We've ha- unfortunately had some of those lows, but those have only kind of... That's all part of the journey. Lots of part of the process. Yeah, it's been a great year with everything that's gone on. And so thank you guys for listening to another episode of Tech Speaks um, with your hosts, Rish and Rohan. <laughs>